and welcome back to Open to Discussion. I'm Aisley. And I'm Gwen. And we are here with another episode. Whoop, whoop. Um, so on this episode, we're going to be talking about FOMO, which means feelings of missing out. Um, and yeah, we're just going to learn about it together. I've got some stuff. I'm going to read it and Gwen will listen and then you will maybe listen as well and hopefully learn. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm not going to lie. I have not done any research because um, I haven't. And so I'm excited to learn. So thank you, Aisley, for putting in the hard work. And also, it's Gwen's birthday. It so is. happy birthday, Gwen. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much. I guess it's not going to be your birthday when people are hearing this. Right. June 4th is Gwen's birthday. Yeah. So think of Gwen in the past when you hear this. Past Gwen when you're listening to this, but current Gwen right now is saying thank you to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) A little inception-y there, but we got through it. Uh, Yeah. Should we just get right on into check-ins? Yeah. I think that's a good idea. How are you? Um, this is like a little embarrassing. I'm, I'm okay. Like a six-year-old, I nosedived off the bed yesterday and smashed my head and neck into the ground. My foot got caught in the blanket and my knee is very sore. So I am feeling like I've just been hit by a brick wall and um I'm a little low energy because of that and a little in pain but we're gonna truck through and uh hopefully give me a bit of a a good (laughs) distraction so I can not think about that for a bit but other than that I'm good um it's my birthday today and I mean that's exciting I think for many people but I'm just kind of like, like there's so much on my to-do list that I'm like really trying to like take a moment to be like, yay, but I'm very much right now at least. Maybe on Saturday tomorrow I'll have a little bit more of like yay time for me. But right now I'm just like, I, I want to get through this day. I'm looking forward to taking my next Advil. <laughs> Aw, that's shitty that you have to be sore on your birthday, but yeah. Hopefully you get spoiled and AK will just take, he can just carry you around the house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but this week has been challenging in many different ways for me. Um, school has, school has been pretty okay. I've done a lot of like thesis work. You know, there's just been a lot in Gwen world. And so I'm excited for this weekend to take a little bit of a, a mental health break away from things to take a little R&R for my body. The R&R, I think, is rest and relaxation. And just, you know, recover to start another week and hit the ground running. <laughs> hit the ground running. <laughs> I think I could have chosen a better word for that. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. And my multitasking skills are not that great. So. Uh, be generous with me if I'm feeling a little swoopty whoopty and things are not coming out as coherent as I'd like them to be. Uh, yeah, so easily, 
How you doing? What's up? How's your check-in? Not how's your check-in. Let's do your check-in. Um, well, I'm kind of feeling the same way, I think. And I don't know why. Maybe it's because I literally just woke up like, well, I guess it's been like an hour, but it feels, I still feel very sleepy. I haven't had coffee yet. So we're just kind of going on my like wake up mode, which feels very weird. Um, but I'm okay. I'm almost finished my, when, when people are listening, I will be finished my CBT course, which feels like such a win because this course, I don't know why it's just been so hard. Um, but I think it's also because I realize I'm learning a lot of stuff, which is good, but it's just, I guess, more tiring actually learning. Um, so that's fine, I guess. <laughs> but otherwise, nothing exciting is really happening. I've just been working on a lot of school stuff and that's pretty much it. Um, Adam got us a new desktop, which means I have the Sims again. So. I've been really having to to practice some self-discipline because I would love to just play The Sims, but it's like a game where you can get on and then just sink six hours into gameplay. So I don't let myself play until I'm done school, but I'm never really done school. So I played a little bit last night, which was very nice and exciting. So that's kind of a nice little token to work towards I guess and you're almost done so the home stretch for this course is in sight and that's exciting yeah and my next course is 10 weeks instead of five and it's I've been look I have access to it now and I've been looking through it and it looks very interesting and more not so dry and terrible which is which is nice (laughs) what's it about it's called skills and competencies. So it's going to be like actually like role-playing client therapist situations, which I never thought I would be into, but now I'm just like, yes, give me the practical information. I want to learn it all. So I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. And I guess, again, I'll just let everyone else know on my misery. I forgot Gwen's birthday again. I think I talked about that last time on the podcast, right? Or I noticed on the podcast, right, what's happening for you in June? Well, it's my birthday, right? And then today, Gwen's birthday, we get on the phone together and I'm, we're just chatting. I don't wish her a happy birthday or anything. And Adam then comes in and pops his head in. He's like, happy birthday. Oh, shit. So it was very cute have to hang out I'm that's an interesting word to use thanks (laughs) because I was like I don't want to be like ah easily it's my birthday because like but like I wasn't sure like how to signal to you because I knew you'd be uncomfortable because it was like we had talked for like an hour and then (laughs) oh I don't know it didn't come up organically so I was like it'll happen how it happens I guess it's yeah I don't know I really need to put things into my phone I guess because Facebook used to alert me. You know what I mean? Now that yeah. I don't use Facebook, I miss all the birthdays. It's AK who's alerting me. Oh, is he good at birthdays? Yeah. And he was oh, like, good. on Wednesdays, like, is your birthday on Friday? I was like, no, it's the fourth. He goes, uh, yeah, we're the second. And I was like, oh, you're right. Okay. Thanks. So, yeah. I already asked Gwen how she's spending her birthday. Do you want to tell anyone? It, I mean, it's very exciting. So 
I'm yeah, I think I might have mentioned it. it. We're doing the podcast. I've got supervision. And then we're I think we're gonna go get Ethiopian food and just like really chill. I am not feeling very great, as you well know. Uh and just really chill just to try to heal my body. <laughs> Make it like a movie night. Exactly, exactly. Um can I tell you that I've got a little bit of FOMO right now for people who aren't in pain? Ah. ah. You like that segue? You like that segue? <laughs> okay, so yeah, if, if you if you don't know, FOMO is uh stands for feelings of missing out. It is an acronym. Um and so I have two definitions. I have one from just dictionary.com, like the standard, I think, Google dictionary. And then I went to Urban Dictionary because I thought it might give me a fun one. We're all going to be disappointed because it didn't, but <laughs> I'm going to read it anyway. Um, so from dictionary.com, it's aroused by posts seen on social media. Hmm. I-, I had a lot of spelling mistakes in that, which kind of sucks because I wasn't able to read that very well, but uh the urban dictionary one is a state of mental or emotional strain caused by the fear of missing out. Yeah. I thought FOMO stood for fear of missing out, but I guess fear of missing out and feelings of missing out are so similar. Yeah, I guess. Cause I guess for everyone, it might not instill fear, but it evokes feelings. Mm, Right, right, right. But I've definitely, I think I have heard it um, being referred to as fear of missing out. You're right. But according to the research, I, I I went to like actual research papers to try to find information. Yeah, on it. And like, I was also just curious, has anyone researched this? Because it seems it's kind of sounds like a silly thing to research. But then when you get into like the field of psychology, you'd be surprised at all the things that are researched. And it is kind of important to know about. 100%. Um. Okay, so... From the first place we're going to be looking at is from the information coming from the Center of Addiction and Mental Health, which is a big organization in Canada. I believe they're the biggest center for addiction and mental health in Canada. Um, so it's usually typically experienced by overly active social media users. So that's who FOMO impacts the most. Um, it's where you're experiencing thoughts when scrolling on social media and thoughts may be like, I, I wish I could go on a vacation to the beach, like that person, or wow, that person just bought a new house. Am I behind in my life? That's what I feel. (laughs) I just found out a friend of mine is getting a house. Um, or everyone else is going to this place, like anywhere. Should I, you know, maybe it's not something that was on your mind previously, but now everyone else is going there and you're like, oh do I want to go there too? Mm. I think I do, you know? And there's a link between social media usage, FOMO, and lower mood and satisfaction with life. People affected by FOMO will typically feel that it is necessary that they stay up to date with their friends' socials. Um, They used inside jokes, which I was kind of confused as, but I think what they were meaning was like, that you're worried about if you're not on social media you're missing something that your friends posted so you won't be able to like recall that in mm-hmm. another gathering so you may be like missing out on a level of information I think that's what they're referring to <clears throat> and also like I think that can also be used like with outside of social media if we're hanging out in a friend group and then 
two friends are like, oh my God, no, it's like you should have been here because this happened. And now it's just like an inside thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Are you going to explain it or just am I now the outside? So thanks. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I wish I had have gone. Yeah. Um, and so it will often the so people who are who feel like they're missing out, this one is in terms of social media. A lot of the research is done on social media, which I think makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um again, it is associated with lower mood levels, so an increase in depression, an increase in anxiety, and um more anxiety about life satisfaction in the terms of am I checking the right boxes Mm. like will this make me if I don't do this am I going to be not happy in life kind of thing which is a very like debilitating feeling I feel like that's something that I struggle with a lot and I think you know I think it'd be like once we've grounded ourselves in a little bit of like the research and like what's being said about it I think it would be interesting to like share how we relate to the concept of FOMO and for sure and see how we fall along within the, the within the research, I guess. Yeah, I actually have a FOMO scale that we can take together <gasps> to rate our I would love that. Okay. Um so okay, I'll just go through the research then and then we can chat about it after. So it's so FOMO involves worrying about friends having fun without them, worrying about what inside stuff they're missing, kind of already mentioned that mm-hmm. those who are more intensely affected by FOMO will often feel compelled to check their social medias before sleeping, when they wake up and during meals. University and college students are often affected at higher rates due to their need to be studying and dedicated to lots of time in school, in class, on the computer, doing other things that makes them be away from their phone. So in some cases, it can be even more, I guess, um, prevalent. Mm -hmm. And there's a need to be constantly informed of what those around you are doing, even if they aren't really that close to you or the things don't necessarily affect you that much. And then switching over to psychology today, which has taken a lot of its information directly from specific research studies. Uh, Generally, according to research, FOMO is associated with having a negative impact on mood, life satisfaction, and is also associated with problematic smartphone use. Um, I I would kind of think that it would just be like screen time use or social media use, but it specifies smartphone use. Sometimes, Glenn, like I'm sure you can echo this, but sometimes research is a little weird in the language it uses because it has to be so specific to what it's studying that sometimes it sounds funny, but like it kind of means a general thing. Not always. And FOMO undermines one's confidence in decision-making. So often people will have more difficulty, the more they're affected by FOMO, the more difficulty they'll have making decisions in other areas of their life. It's a breeding ground for envy and feelings of not enoughness. And the research shows that men are typically more affected by feelings of FOMO. Interesting. Yeah, I found that interesting too. I was... I didn't spend too much time diving into why that is my bad, but no, but it, it's still interesting to know because I thought it was going to be pretty equal, but, um, Hey, I guess it's an important thing to address if we're noticing that there's a, a difference. Yeah. Kind of off topic though. I find with research, like 
social anxiety affects more women than men, but I know lots of men that are definitely affected by social anxiety. And I think it's how, when you're studying them, it's how those things are defined, like the social norms for women versus the social norms for men. So when you're, you're basing it off of like one level, you're kind of missing another group's perspective just because they don't operate in the same situation the same in the same ways like they don't show the same behaviors and and whatever you know what I mean so yeah that could also be a reason why but I don't know because I did not look that far into it (laughs) that's okay and research is so hard like it's it would take like like hours to fully understand like one study like in and out so Yeah, that's not the expectation for this. Yeah, for sure. So what are your experiences with FOMO? Um, I think, so a little bit of context, I grew up on a a farm, kind of like an hour away from all my friends that went to school. And I didn't have many friends where I was because I didn't go to the same school as people. And I think when I started realizing I was like having FOMO experiences and that wasn't like a name for it. I just knew that I was like sad because all my friends were together, but I wasn't. And I was missing out on them hanging out and having jokes and like, you know, chilling together. So when I was that much further away, it would need me, I would need to like plan ahead because I couldn't just be like, hey mom, I know it's seven, but at 7.30 all my friends are hanging out an hour away can you drive me there and then pick me up at 10 like I I knew I wasn't gonna ask my mom that because that's a really big ask for her to like by the time she comes back she'd have to turn around and pick me up so oftentimes the pattern would be like if they were to get together last minute and this was probably like grade seven eight nine and I was like ooh like the pattern would be that Gwen can't come. And so sometimes I wouldn't always get the invites. And I was like, oh no, I feel so missed out. Like you got to warn a bitch, give me a little bit of a heads up and I'll make it happen. Um, Which that was like, I think really where I experienced like the most FOMO and within that friend group, it still kind of like triggers it when I see people hanging out and I know now that I'm closer or now with COVID where none of us are closer because we're all like around Canada. It's just like, oh no, ah, eee. But I think that's probably the place where I've experienced it the most impactful or that's impacted me the most. Um, but like there was a lot of it that I wasn't able to relate to. And I know I don't need to relate to all experiences of FOMO, but like even knowing what people who, who aren't that important to me, what they're doing, that doesn't really matter to me. Like happy you're living your life or if everyone's at the same beach, that really doesn't, I'll be like, oh, I'm curious. What's that about? But if it doesn't align with what I want to do or what I like to do, that's not going to be too much. I think it's more of the social aspect of me missing out on like friendship time in one way or another yeah for sure I I was really focused on it in a social media context but I think when I when when I heard you say that 
I, it brought back memories of when that was a similar experience for me, not quite in the same way, because I, I was, I was like eight when I moved and mm-hmm. had to like really cultivate new friendships. But I remember my best friend being like, seeing them make a, like a new friend group and doing things with them. And I was like, I can't go because I'm so far away and it sucks. And you're going to like all your friends more than me and you'll forget about me. Uh, But now I definitely notice it with social media. I think I'm super affected by it. And I remember a time when everyone was on Facebook and I was like, no, I don't really want to be on Facebook. I don't understand it. Like, why would I want to share with everyone else? And why would I want to know what everyone else is doing? And then I got a Facebook account and over the years like I'm just like wow and I became super probably kind of addicted to Facebook and then I resisted Instagram I was like oh I don't need another whatever and then I got Instagram and then I became way way more addicted to Instagram and I think Instagram affects me more too but um yeah I've pretty well cut out Facebook so I'm pretty proud of myself I've been really actively working on putting things in place to prevent myself from going into that like social media rabbit hole and just sitting there and letting it affect so much of my mental health and my the way I see myself and I see other people like I think it really really affects me so this rings true for me a lot I think with Facebook I was more attached to the um keeping up on what people who I don't care about are up to Mm. and now that I've let that go I'm just I'm less affected by that I don't care as much and Instagram I've cultivated mostly to like things that I really want to see so sometimes I think well I want to see those things so I need to be on there but now I have it set to an hour a day I can't go over and I've been really good about sticking to that so I'm proud of myself for that and it's made a big difference just in my ability to get schoolwork done too. What do you know? <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, but I, I think I definitely have a bit of a, I'm able to like ground myself a bit easier when I feel myself getting kind of far off in that negative headspace. I'm able to kind of pull myself back a bit easier. So I definitely think it's helping in some, in those, in those terms. Um. And it's, I don't know, because, like, when when it comes to social media stuff, I think there's often a lot of, like, it's the highlight reel of someone's life, or there's a lot of hyper-realistic expectations that people put think they need to put on. So, and I know a few podcasts ago, we talked about body positivity and body neutrality. And so I think how that also ties into this, like, FOMO concept of, like, feeling like you're missing out on an expectation of what you should have been or what you should have looked like also sometimes hits me. But then I'm like, it's not body goals. It's angle goals. It's lighting goals. It's all these other goals that aren't reflective of what their body actually looks like when you were to just see them hanging out on a couch with their family. And would we even pick them apart that much if they were just sitting out on a sitting on a couch with their family, you know? Yeah, and I mean what what do you mean by pick them apart actually? 
like if I'm around a bunch of people, even strangers, you know, of course I can still notice like, oh, that person's very societally attractive. Like they, they check those boxes, Mm -hmm. but on Instagram, when you can just sit there and look at a picture and be like, oh, this is this and this and this, like you, you can just kind of focus in on all the things that you're not Mm, more specifically but I find when I'm I mean it still happens when I'm in person with people but I feel like it's easier to like it would be weird if you were just staring at them and and thinking in your head like oh I'm not that I'm not that I'm not that like it would just be kind of you know yeah the the social barriers of being in person kind of keep it at bay a little bit more true and then you don't have like face tune and filters and like all these other apps that many people are skilled at into uh, altering what they look like to present a certain image. Um, and I think that's sometimes where I also get the FOMO. I don't know if that would count as FOMO. I think it does. I And again, the what I pulled up was just I wanted to have some like grounded mm-hmm not just research I just wanted some grounded material to be like okay this is what it is because lots of people talk about FOMO you I hear you know YouTubers say FOMO different things on Instagram talk about FOMO um you know like there's lots of different areas that use the word FOMO lots so it's not like it's unknown to the internet but I wanted to just ground it in actual Mm -hmm. like it's real and it's valid yeah Also, I just also want to kind of bring this up at the beginning of quarantine when the pandemic hit, I was having a lot of like, maybe insecurities is a better word, but FOMO around now everyone's learning how to bake bread, be self-sufficient, have a 17 day workout routine in one hour, and then have all these other additional things where it's just like, I'm, I'm, I ate today and I'm, that's checking it off my list. And like, I was really happy that other people were able to do that. But I'm like, Mm-mm. nope, I'm not learning how to be like a master chef at whatever like cuisine. Yeah, no, that's true. I didn't. Yeah, for sure. I think I felt that too, because I also didn't really cultivate new hobbies. But it's something I kept thinking, okay, what, what would what would be something that I would like doing? What What should I get involved in? But I think also I just didn't have the time because I was still doing school and working like, yeah, you know, my life changed, but not quite in that same way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because that's kind of when that FOMO started coming back up for me in social media, Mm -hmm. because that was my only connection to the outside world and these people who where my, are my friends or who I haven't talked to in so long or social media influencers where they have the time or they're already professional chefs. And I'm like, why don't I have a cast iron pan to make this ricotta bread that I won't eat? Okay. So I think it would be interesting if we jumped into the, the FOMO scales that have been created or one of them at least. Yeah. So, okay, so this FOMO scale, I'm going to try hard to pronounce the last name, but just bear with me for a second. The FOMO scale is by Andrew Pribiliski, Pribiliski, uh, from his 2013 study. Can't tell you more than that, but it's a FOMO scale where we 
are going to rate these statements from a zero to a 10. Zero being, I don't, like this doesn't affect me at all. 10 being that this affects me a lot. Um, and I'm going to record each of our statements. Of our, yeah. Answers. Um, and then we can go over them. So, okay. I fear others have more rewarding experiences than me. I'm, I'm going to put a seven. Okay. I think I'm going to put like a five and a half. Okay. 5.5. I fear my friends have more rewarding experiences than me. I'm going to put a seven. Um, yeah, this one's hard for me because I'm like, I fear others have more rewarding. I fear my friends have more rewarding. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to say maybe an eight. I guess maybe it's a little bit higher than the other one. And you said seven? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oops. I get worried when I find out my friends are having fun without me. <laughs> yes. Um, like gonna, an eight and a half. Okay. I think I'm going to put six for this one. I think this one's my FOMO Achilles heel. Mm, the one that really gets you. Yeah. I get anxious when I don't know what my friends are up to. Uh, I think for me, this is probably like a three. Yeah. I was going to say a three, three and a half. Um, it is important that I understand my friends in jokes. Seven. I think I'm going to put a five. Like inside as in like in, in inside jokes. Yeah. 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 Like I'd like to know funny things too. Sometimes I wonder if I spend too much time keeping up with what is going on. Uh, eight. Oh. Okay, I think I'm going to go five. For me, this relates to social media. Mm -hmm. It bothers me when I miss an opportunity to meet up with friends. Yes. I'm going to say, again, eight and a half. Okay, I think I'm going to put a seven for this one. Um, okay, when I have a good time, it is important for me to share details to share the details online. For an example, updating status, posting a picture, mm. that kind of thing. I think like a five, four and a half, four and a half. Yeah, I'm going to say four. I, for me, this used to be really high. Like I'd say for me, this was probably like a 10 or not a 10, sorry, a nine, like an eight or a nine, mm -hmm. probably like five years ago. Um, and beyond that, it was like, oh, if this us, if this isn't on Facebook or this isn't on social media, it's not real. Oh, I had that weird construct. Um, but now I've worked hard to get out of that. I can proudly say I'm at a four. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to. Mm, not proudly. Negative stigma there. We don't want to do that. Let's move Something on. Something that was helpful for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> When I miss out on a planned get together, it bothers me. Hmm. I'm going to say 
like a like a a, a seven and a half. Okay. Um, I'm going. I think six. Okay. Okay. Last one. When I go on a vacation, I continue to keep tabs on what my friends are doing. Uh, it's so specifically worded because keeping tabs versus like scrolling Instagram are two different things for me. I'm pretty sure what they mean is by like you're you're checking Instagram, you're checking your social media, you're checking whatever whatever socials you have, you're checking them while you're on vacation. Because this is this comes up a lot, like in in people's tips for dealing with FOMO, mm. is that they say like for vacation phones either don't come or they don't leave the room and they don't turn on. So like, that's a, anyways, we'll get to that later. So keeping tabs doesn't mean like, oh, I'm specifically like looking for people in this context. Okay. Then I'm going to go with like a a, a five. That's what I put as well. Um, Again, I used to be really bad at this. I used to like need to be on my phone no matter where I was now. I'm pretty comfortable being like, I don't care if people see this because it happened for me. So that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So the thing with this scale is that there's not really like, uh, because they use it for research and they would be going over these things. They're not really, it's not really like, oh, you fit into this box if you whatever. Yeah. But I think what we can tell from here is like, well, at the very minimum, we both suffer from FOMO in certain contexts. And it seems like for each of us, different kind of experiences bring it up more than others. That was a very vague general statement. But I mean, it's true. The the FOMO I experience isn't the same FOMO that you experience. Yeah. Um, and. I, if you're wondering if you like suffer from FOMO or maybe you feel like it's impacting you and you're not really sure where it's impacting you, I feel like this is just a good self um, assessment tool and it more used for reflection. Mm. Uh, like it's not going to give you any definitive answers on anything, but it, it would be a good self reflection tool because I, it kind of makes you think like, oh, how, how much is this affecting me? Like what parts of my life does this impact? Yeah. For me, and as someone who's in college and university, when they, when I read that college and university students are affected more, I could really identify with that because there's a lot of times where, of course, I'd rather be doing other things, but I feel like I have an obligation to be sitting at home doing schoolwork or, if I go out, even if I'm not at home doing schoolwork, it's, it's the feeling of if I go out, I should still be doing schoolwork. So I really shouldn't be going out. So that for me is a big one. And as I said, social media, I think for me, where I'm at right now, a lot of the things that I'm recognizing are, I feel like I'm in a big transition phase. I'm just like word vomiting here. Sorry. It's okay. Like This is the, <laughs> the time and space to do that. Um, but I feel like I'm in a phase of transition. And for me, a lot of the things that have come up are, are very 
interwoven into so many other things like a lot of things overlap and I feel like I don't have a lot of control and the FOMO I think is a feeling for me of being out of control and for me personally making changes to my social media habits and trying to cut down on my screen time in general for me has made a big difference and I think it's made me realize how much FOMO impacts me in my day-to-day life even if I'm not consciously thinking of it Mm -hmm. yeah and that's a good reflection and like a good thing to know about yourself and I'm sure people that are listening can relate to that too yeah I I think there's a lot of there's a lot of talk at least in circles that I'm a part of and what social media platforms I've been frequenting the areas of them there's been a lot of talk about the feeling of being behind as an adult. Mm. And I think for a long time, there was kind of this unspoken way of adulting that it was like, okay, once you are done school, your life is kind of going to go A, B, and C. And that's just the normal course of life. And a lot of people are now feeling comfortable enough to be like, I don't really want that. I don't really like that. Yeah. And make those changes. And, you know, I don't want my life to be A, B, and C just because that's how it's always been. I want my life to be X, Y, and Z or TLQ, whatever. I don't know. (laughs) And I think with that comes a lot of like discomfort in living in society the way it's set up right now because it's not set up to accommodate that. And it can be really lonely, especially when there's such a economic divide in our society right now, a class divide. There's so many things working against us where it's like people are just put in through no fault of their own different, uh, like not levels, because I don't want to say levels, but just different points circumstances. of circumstances. Yeah. Like, y- you know, it most people who are doing a master's degree or are in post-secondary school, bachelor's, PhD, even college, you know, there, most people don't have um, everything together. You know, that would be kind of an unrealistic expectation. Right. There's also the idea of like, once you're in your twenties, you're supposed to be, you're supposed to get a house and you're supposed to have a, a stable income. And, you know, I'm 25 and I have neither of those things. And I have people around me who do. And it's just like, holy fuck, what am I doing wrong? Why is my life not looking this way? Why can't I have those things? I work my ass off. Why do I not get the same things in life? And I think that's a really hard thing that a lot of people are struggling with lately. And, you know, they're in that situation, there's not a lot you can do about it, especially right now. So yeah, for me, that's been something that's impacted me heavily, especially in the last two years. 
And lately I'm feeling a little bit more free of those things just because I've been working really hard to put boundaries between myself and social media. And it's also upsetting to realize how much power social media has over me because I don't think I ever, I think, you know, I think most people think they're immune to that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing, but I'm not really that affected by it, but yeah. And it's like important to name it and then also like look at how much of this societal constructs or like expectations from previous generations that were internalizing because like I know a lot of young adults in Toronto and Montreal and the general theme is like very very different than what it is in Ottawa I think there's a a lot more of a different feeling at least from the people when it comes to like what their parents expect and like There's more like the cultural differences even between places are different because you're watching your friends and peers do something so different in different places. And it's like how much of, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I, if I said that right, but it's just like, yeah, culturally things are different in different places and like even like microcultures and it's like how much of whatever are are we wanting to internalize or have we internalized without like acknowledging it and saying it out loud? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think FOMO is a pretty new concept in terms of it being like a defined word and something that people are researching and something that people are talking about and acknowledging. So I'm sure as time goes on, this will be expanded on and um, we'll see that FOMO affects us in a lot more areas of life, not just social media and relationally. I mean, relations play such a big role. So who knows? I'm not really sure. But we have some tips from the researchers, from the experts, quote unquote experts, (laughs) of how you can overcome, cope, and deal with FOMO. So should we look at what they say? Yeah, let's break it down. We'll see if we agree, disagree, or think they're valuable. So one of the biggest ones is practicing mindfulness around what is being posted and what isn't being posted. And that essentially means social media, like Gwen said, is a highlight reel. So you're only seeing what people want you to oftentimes a lot of people are choosing to post what they think makes them look the best and I don't say that in a judgmental or bad way like I do that too like why would I post something that makes me look bad you know Mm -hmm. and also if you don't like here it's like the double-ended sword if someone does post a thing of them having a bad day or crying or expressing sadness or negativity about what's going on they're like oh just stop you're doing this for attention. Right. And so another thing with that, like noted here too, is even when people are being vulnerable, even when people are crying or, or sharing really personal things, they're still choosing exactly yeah. what lens you see that from, how much information they're giving, how much information they're keeping. So even when someone's pouring their heart, quote unquote, pouring their heart out on social media, which isn't a bad thing. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But they're still having control over how you see that, when you see that, and the context you're seeing it from. Yeah. 
So it's still not real life. You're not seeing all angles of that situation. Yeah. So next is decide what you value and what you don't value. So when you're feeling like you should be doing something because others are doing it or going somewhere because a lot of other people are, remember to check in with yourself and ask, do I value this? Is this important to me? Is this going to benefit my life in any way that makes me happier? Other than I'm doing this to check off a box because other people are doing it too. Hmm. The next, which is the biggest and most overarching one (laughs) that kind of ties into a lot is place limits on how much time you spend on social media. Pretty simple. Uh, It's hard to do, but it's a simple in thought. Yeah. Make intentional plans with friends you want to see doing something you know that you would enjoy. And they also suggested maybe making um, like routine visits. So, you know, as an example, maybe this friend that you really value spending time with and you want to stay updated on their life, maybe you're both really busy, but you make a point to see each other at least once a month on the second Friday of the month to, to catch up or whatever, you know, and it's a routine thing. So that's a suggestion, which I think makes sense, but I think can also be kind of difficult depending on <laughs> your life. Also the context of what Ontario is in right now. <laughs> exactly. Yep. If you're in a pandemic, this kind of makes it difficult. So yeah. Uh, Then there's learn to be in the moment when on a vacation, out with friends, or even trying to enjoy something at home, like a movie, take time away from screens and socials. There were lots of um, uh, like suggestions about setting time limits or space limits for phones. So space limit is like in the living room, it's a it's a phone free zone because we already have a screen in here. So you shouldn't, you don't need to be together watching TV and both being on your phone or you yourself are, want to prioritize time relaxing and watching TV. So do that. Don't do, which I think makes a lot of sense. And I have at times had the TV on, I've been on my computer and also been like intermittently going on my phone, which is actually a really unhealthy habit to be in. But alas, here we are. (laughs) Yeah, I I can relate to that too. Yeah. Uh, Work on cultivating self-compassion. So along with social media usage, this is one of the big ones that was said to be the most valuable in terms of mediating the effects of feeling FOMO. Self-compassion, basically they discussed it in a way that allows you to kind of it's almost like mindfulness like you're being mindful of what's being posted and how you're feeling about it and kind of maybe having that uh, developing that internal dialogue of you know it's okay yeah you you do want to do that and that's okay and because you can't I know it sucks but having that self-compassion of of not just being so judgmental I guess does that make sense Mm mm-hmm and I mean, again, a lot of these things are easier said than done when we're stuck in the these mindsets or where when we're stuck in these really big feelings. But it's just something good to think about if that's something you want to think about. Yeah. 
Um, this one ties into social media again. It's develop goals for social media usage. I did this. It worked really well. And my when I was ready to take the next step in my goal setting, that's when I implemented the time locks on my socials. So, And right now they're set at an hour and I do hope to reduce them slowly over time to less and less and less. So if I could get myself completely off social media, that would be the ultimate goal for myself. But uh, we'll see. With the exception being our Instagram, which is open to discussion pod, if anyone wants to find us there. Yeah, I've definitely thought about that. And like, right now, that's how a lot of people stay connected. And that it's it feels so important to be able to stay connected in that way. But I know so many people who don't have any social media accounts. And they just, they do the things that make them happy. And it like, yes, that sounds so easy to do, but it's not. <laughs> and I want that. So I don't know, whenever I see people who are like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any, I'm like, ah, no wonder you have time to do things. Amazing. And the last one that they have is try to prioritize doing things with people that make you happy, which I think it was kind of already said, but. That's such a simple concept to understand. But like, I can understand when you're in FOMO, it's like if that person is cool or if that person is at a certain status, then you're like, oh, like we might not connect. We might not like vibe, but I don't want to miss out on that experience or that connection. So I'll put the time. In. I I mean, younger Gwen would definitely be able to identify very heavily with that. I can still identify with that today. Like, I think I've gotten better, but especially when I first moved to Ottawa and just the, I was having a lot of feelings of just not enoughness and the people I happen to be around regularly. I'm like, I don't fit in with these people. Their lifestyle is completely different, but I need to figure out a way to morph into that so I can be a part of something and it really ate me up inside it tore me up and it caused me a lot of struggles and definitely amplified my depression and anxiety so much Mm -hmm. so I mean it's so easy to step into that and just get sucked into it so quickly without even knowing what's going on so I empathize with people who also go through that and hopefully this was a little bit educational for people I felt really low energy this whole episode so I hope that didn't come across too much but I don't think it did but hey this is life like we're trying to give you the the as close as an authentic real as we can so some days we're low some days we're not low and some days we're in between and I just wanted to like really explicitly say because I know we've said this before but like FOMO goes beyond like it it's so much it it also like impacts our mental health like easily was just talking about and so like so many things impact our mental health and our overall wellness and if this is something that you feel like you're struggling with and don't want to look at it alone if there is you know a friend that you trust and know and love to talk to maybe see if they'd be open to that Because I also want to acknowledge if you are able to and want to access therapy for things like that's also an option. But I understand that it's not an option for everybody or many people, at least. Um, 
so I hope this was helpful. And I think the the scale Aisley found was really helpful as like a really good place to start if you feel like you're struggling with this, but want kind of a place to get your toes wet, if you will. I'll put the, I'll just stick the uh, scale with the person's name in the show notes. And then that way, if you want to do it, you can look it over and quickly like grab it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just there. We referenced it. We're good students. We acknowledged where we got our sources from. No plagiarism here. <laughs> but yeah, it's, this is such an interesting topic and I think there's so much to be said and I wish sometimes that I had the words and knowledge to be able to say and give as much life to the conversation as it deserves but I mean I only know so much and you know what actually someone said to me because I when they they asked about the podcast and um they asked how often we post and I said oh well we make sure we post once a week and they we're like, whoa, that, that's a big commitment, especially if you're both in school. Like, I feel like I would just not be feeling it one day or not feel good and, and just not get it done. Like, I don't think I could commit to that. And that was, it was interesting because I've never really thought about it that way. Cause I think what we have been trying to do is just keep it as authentic as possible. And, you know, we're coming to you in this headspace and, whether it's interesting to listen to or not, it's helpful for us. And I think there are some people who have said that it is helpful to them. So, I mean, you know, it's sometimes I I do feel bad when I'm not like feeling my best, but I try to remember the space is for us. The space is, we made the space specifically for us and, um, it's a place where we can learn about these things and come at it from whatever perspective we're in that day. And, you know, I'm also sure in 10 years, if I listen back to these, I'll be mortified to some extent and be like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Why? But at the same time, I think that's valuable and I'm glad that I'll have that. Hmm. Yeah. And we're human. Like we're, we're not, full-time podcasters where we have a professional setup and we're making bank off of this this is just our little passion project as you guys know and I think easily you just like semi touched on this but like this is coming from our perspectives that were in that day and just from two people with our easily and Gwen experiences in life and if you guys ever want to share your own experiences, your own perspective. If we said something that didn't sit right with you and you want us to know that or correct us in any way, we're not the experts here really on anything ever. (laughs) Yeah. So if you guys want to bring a different lens, want to share something here, we're open to that discussion. So if you want to reach out to us, open to discussion podcast at gmail.com or open to discussion pod on Instagram. And yeah, even if you think like, oh, I have, I'm not a very interesting person. I do this. Well, maybe we want to talk to you. So just send us a message. Like, do you breathe? Then we probably would like to talk to you. Do you breathe though? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I mean, Um, if you didn't breathe and you were still alive, then we definitely want to talk to you. But If you're, if you're living and you have a life experience and you think there's something that you have that's, 
valuable to say, or maybe you don't think it's valuable, but you just want to say it, email us. Yeah. Or even if you want to correct us or challenge something we said, you know, again, we're never the experts. I I don't want to say never, because maybe in the future, if we are the experts, then we are. But as of now, (laughs) uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. Dialogue is so important. And when we're talking about big things that people can be experiencing, and we're just saying it from our perspective, we try to include more and look at it from different lenses. But ultimately, it's still the lenses that we have. And we can do research and outside and bring in voices. Um, So yeah, I guess this is just my little shout out of like, if you're listening and ever have the inkling to let us know something, we are super open to that discussion as the podcast is called. So no pressure, but you know, we're here if you need it. For sure. Should we get to our quote of the day? We should. Are you good reading it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I'm never sure when Gwen finds the quote, sometimes she's very like, yeah, I'm going to read it. And sometimes it's my turn, which is totally fine. I just, I never want to steal your thunder if you do want to read. Take it away. (laughs) Um, Okay. So this quote is by Andrew Yang and it goes, FOMO, fear of missing out, is the enemy of valuing your own time. Very on topic for the podcast today. So how perfect. And we'll leave you with these things to think about. And hopefully, if you do have any thoughts, you do reach out to us. Otherwise, we hope you have a very, very fantastic week. And we will see you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye.